0: Thank you for coming on. I have already read these in our next recording, but I'm going to read them again because they're that good, and I believe that I forgot to say the Our Father in my podcast about the AA Daily Reflections. So here we go. Let's start this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the prayer, Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Meditation is something which can always be further developed. It has no boundaries, either of width or height, aided by such instructions and example as we can find. It is essentially an individual adventure, something which each one of us works out in his own way. Twelve Steps and Twelve Traditions, page 101. Did you get that? Aided by such instructions and examples as we can find our meditate. You know, what I do is I take pictures of, uh, with my phone, unlimited pictures, seems, and I use them to help my imagination. It is essential in individual adventure. There it is. That's what I do. Something which each one of us works out his own way. Amen. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 101. My spiritual growth is with God as I understand Him. With Him I find my true inner self. With Him I find my true inner self. Daily meditation and prayer strengthen and renew my source of well-being. I receive then the openness to accept all that He has to offer, With God, I have the reassurance that my journey will be as He wants for me. And for that, I am grateful to have God in my life. Amen. And let's go ahead and read the little 24-hour book. I already commented on this on our next podcast, on our next recording. So if you want the extended version, it's coming right up right after this. Here we go, 24-hour little book, November the 8th. I have lost much of my inferiority complex, I always trying to accept from life. I did not want to face reality. I was full of self-pity. I was constantly sorry for myself. I tried to avoid all responsibilities. I did not feel that I would handle the responsibilities of my family or my work. Owing to my inferiority complex, I was eager to be free of all responsibilities. I wanted to drift. I wanted to be on the beach. I wanted someone to take care of me. I wanted to be locked up so you can feed me. AA showed me how to get over my feelings of inferiority. It made me want to accept responsibility again. Have I lost my inferiority complex? Meditation for the day. One thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth on those things that are before I press onward toward the goal we should forget those things which are behind us and press onward toward something better. We can believe that God has forgiven us for all our past sins, provided we are honestly trying to live today the way we believe He wants us to live. We can wipe clean the slate of the past. We can start today with a clean slate and go forward with confidence toward the goal that has been set before us. Amen. Prayer for the day. Let's pray. We pray that we may drop off the load of the past. We pray that we may start today with a light heart and a new confidence. Amen. And the way I understand God is that I have to be thankful for my past. I need to uh, start today with a light heart. That means laughter and joy and look at something laughter. That's that's a door, guys. Kind of hard to believe that laughter is a door to get things in the right perspective. Huh. Would you So, I'm going to, later on, I'm going to try and find a, a, a joke for us. Alcoholic joke. One of the ones that I use a lot is, uh, I've been thinking. Yeah. <laughs> the alcoholic comes to the meeting and says, Hi, right, my name is so-and-so. I've been thinking. Oh, man, you talk about Laughter. The other part is a horse walks into this cowboy saloon, clack, 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 and the bartender says, why the long face? <laughs> oh, amen. Now I'd like to see you try try one out of the fly, out of the hip. God bless your family. Get out there and give them heaven. Act funny, rejoice, and be happy. Talk to you later. <music> Greetings family. Re- recovery is the bomb, recovery up and atom. Let's go ahead and read today's uh, Daily Reflection for November the 8th. An individual adventure. Meditation is something which can always be further developed. It has no boundaries, either or width or height. Aided by such instruction and example as we can find, it is essential in an individual adventure, something which each one of us works out his own way. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 101. Again, meditation is something which can always be further developed. It has no boundaries, either of width or height, aided by such instructions and example. As we can find, it is essentially an individual adventure, something which each one of us works out in his own way. Twelve Steps and Twelve Traditions, page 101. My spiritual growth is with God as I understand Him. With Him I find my true inner self. Daily meditation and prayer strengthen and renew my source of well-being. I receive then the openness to accept all that he has to offer. With God, I have the reassurance that my journey will be as he wants for me. And for that, I am grateful to have God in my life. Individual adventure. You know, I'm Fernando Alcoholic. It's been extraordinary. All this week, the uh, Daily Reflections has uh, continued to be optimistic and exciting and And delivering that our imagination is everything. Seeing ourselves sober. Seeing ourselves succeeding. Seeing ourselves physically fit. Seeing ourselves using our faith. Our laughter. Seeing ourselves uh, well developed by the program. You know, we have recovered. We are winners. You know, we are winners. We are the winners. We are hanging around ourselves. We take ourselves all over the place. And we're taking the time to... uh, to win by listening to AA literature and AA uh, touch bases with another alcoholic, me, and I'm touching bases with you. I'm going to go ahead and read yesterday's for November the 7th. All of these are good. This is Gratitude Month, and uh, Step 11 is one of the most powerful steps that we have. Sometimes I used to say it belongs over there next to two, you know, right in there. Okay, November 7th, let go and let God. Praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Page 96, 12 and 12. When I let go and let God, I think more clearly and wisely. Without having to think about it, I quickly let go of things that cause me immediate pain and discomfort because I find it hard to let go of the kind of worrisome thoughts and attitudes that cause me immense anguish. All I need to do during those times is allow God, as I understand Him, to release them for me. And then and there, I let go of the thoughts, memories, and attitudes that are troubling me. When I receive help from God, as I understand Him, I can live my life one day at a time and handle whatever challenges come my way. Only then can I live a life of victory over alcohol in a comfortable sobriety. I'm Fernando, alcoholic. My experience has been this, that, uh, that God has spoken to me many times in AA as far as direction, money-wise. Uh, go, go for it. Go on a trip. Not go on a trip um, career. I ended up, uh, in the, uh, what do you call it? Fox studios. Uh, someone telling me to go and sign up. I did. And it, it allowed me to get other benefits from there. I mean, just extraordinary, extraordinary development. And what it was is I I had gotten injured in driving semi and someone suggested in the program that I go to, uh, central casting and sign up as a backup you know uh, background work minimum wage brothers and sisters you know i must have read the application wrong i thought it was uh 64 or 80 dollars a day but it was a uh, eight times minimum wage that was your pay and for three weeks i had it wrong till i got my first paycheck and i called them up and i said hey you guys shortchanged me And then the lady explained, and I said, you must get a lot of calls like this. And she said, no, we get one every 10 years. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm here. I'm your 10th one. You've been waiting for me. The point is that uh, there is God. He is happy and humorous and laughter and joy. And that breaks up the tension. That breaks up the monotony. So... The people that gone before me were happy, joyous, and free. They have achieved recovery. They were the winners, you know. All of us are winners. When we say, Uncle, I had enough of that drink. I don't want to do this no more. We are definitely winners. Winners in God's eyes. Winners to, to receive blessings and change. So let us be skillful at letting go and letting God and assimilate information with humor. Assimilate information with laughter. And break up the tension. You know, uh, take the time to uh, develop your humor. Uh, just say, humor come forth. Be fixed, humor in Jesus' name. Be fixed, laughter in Jesus' name. You know, or, or faith come forward in Jesus' name. Hope. Come forward in Jesus' name. All these values we have. Imagination, constructive imagination, come forward in Jesus' name. You know, or say whatever the name of your God is. Or if you are your own God, you can say, you know, fate come forward in the name of Joel. (laughs) And see, not making any fun. I was there too at one time. You know, I didn't understand God. And I now that I understand God more clearly, the tension is broken up through laughter, guys. One of the things God has been telling me for a longest time is to is to laugh. Laughter. Now today I understand that, that laughter is a doorway to peace, joy, uh answers, uh, to be fully developed. Guys, it's really interesting how this We take a lifetime to find out how we operate with strength from God, you know, and then by the time we find out, we say, Oh, I'm already going to be 70. My God. (laughs) All right. November the 8th, an individual adventure. Okay. We already read that meditation is something we can always be further developed. It has no boundaries, either width or height. Now, I like this part that says, Aided by such instruction and example as we can find. And that's what we're doing right here. We are being aided by such instructions, by our experiences of what works. By experiences, the thing that came to mind right now is I I needed a car and I couldn't afford a new car. I was driving semi. I was up in the Tracy area, Northern California, driving for for a, a grocery company and delivering all over Northern California with 18 wheels, truck truck driving, uh, and I went, and they, were, they were selling some cars, and it was a big deal, and I went and I sat in one, and all the people were on the other side, you know, giving things away, it was one of these, like, uh, push to sell a bunch of used cars, I sat in this one leather car that I knew I couldn't afford, and the uh, sunroof was open, and they were playing music, and the music was busting right through that window, right on me on my seat. And I think I sat there for 20 minutes just taking a break. You know, as a truck driver, we need to take breaks and get our energy. So I sat there, and I enjoyed the car, and I used my imagination. It was not a year later that I had a a car exactly like that, but half the price. One-third of the price. Leather, powerful, you know, very nice. It came to pass, but my aid was my imagination. Okay, now that's enough of that. I'm gonna go ahead and read the little 24-hour book for today, and we'll be done. Sorry to making such a long podcast, but the uh, the teaching today is laughter breaks up the tension. Go out there and look for laughter. Uh, imagination helps us to have faith and hope in the in the future. And November the eighth. It says, 24-hour book. I have lost much of my inferiority complex. I was always trying to escape from life. I did not want to face reality. I was full of self-pity. I was constantly sorry for myself. I tried to avoid all responsibilities. I did not feel that I would handle the responsibilities of my family or my work. Owning to my inferiority complex... I was eager to be free of all responsibilities. I wanted to drift. I wanted to be on the beach. AA showed me how to get over my feelings of inferiority. It made me want to accept responsibility again. Have I lost my inferiority complex? And that's what Alcoholic Anonymous does. It gives us that confidence back that um, God starts moving obstacles out of the way and pushing them and strengthening us and helping us to have that faith that we can accomplish. Whatever the, the district attorney says we owe, we can do it. 50000 Whatever the IRS says we owe, we can do it. There are ways to skin the cat. I found that out. Whatever ways there is to, to thank God for your past life just the way it is, you know, start with the small things, and each one becomes a gemstone. Each one becomes, all our failures with God, all things are possible, become the best thing that ever happened to us, even our drinking. It was hard for, for me to believe way back then that, that I, I would say, you mean reading this book is going to fix my life? yeah reading this book is going to fix your life and it did the promises have come true and um here we go meditation for the day one thing i do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward for the things that are before i press onward to the goal we should forget those things which are behind us and press onward towards something better we can believe that god has forgiven us of all of our past sins Provided we are honestly trying to live today the way we believe He wants us to live. We, we can wipe again, clean the slate of the past. We can start today with a clean slate and go forward with confidence towards the goal that has been set before us. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may drop off the load of the past. I pray that I may start today with a light heart and a new confidence. And excuse me for burping there. Excuse me. All right, now, thank you very much for coming in here. Let's pray out. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Keep coming back, family. Good morning, family. Up in Adam. Today, Monday, let's go ahead and open the session, see where the Lord takes us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Welcome to today's podcast. Today I'm having a book review from called Provision Promises by Joseph Prince. The scripture in this small reading is on 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 17 through 19. It says, Then he, Elijah, commanded, Open that eastern window, and he, Josh, opened it. Then he said, Shoot! So he shot an arrow. Elijah proclaimed, This is the Lord's arrow, an arrow of victory over Aram, for you will completely conquer the Armenians at Apek. Then he said, Now pick up the other arrows and strike them against the ground. So the king picked him up and struck the ground three times. But the man of God was angry with him. You should have struck the ground five or six times, he exclaimed. Then you would have beaten Aram until it was entirely destroyed. Now you will be victorious only three times. Hmm. Complete victory is ours. God was willing to give him complete victory, Joseph, princess. All he had to do was to be bold in claiming and talking it. You would think that that was an easy thing to do, wouldn't you? But King Josh didn't go for broke. When the prophet Elijah told him that God would give him victory over the Armenians, he told him to strike some arrows on the ground to represent the extent of his victory. King Josh struck the arrows on the ground only three times when he could have done it twice as many times. Unfortunately, that meant that instead of destroying Aram completely, King Josh would enjoy only three victories over the Armenians. Beloved, beloved, God is more than willing to give you complete victory in every area of challenge today, because Christ has secured for you every provision you need in life. You don't have to settle for partial healing or for his help and wisdom only for big problems boldly press on in faith until you see complete victory over all your challenges amen what does that say to me it says to me that that clapping my hands and praising God while I'm watching a game I got my earphones on and enjoying the worship I'm having victory over my enemy. I'm having victory over despair. I'm having victory over discouragement. What is it for us? What is our arrows? Our arrows are our hands, clapping our hands, stomping our feet, rejoicing in the victorious victory of our Lord Jesus Christ over the enemy. Amen. I always wondered about this scripture, but... One of the things is God is watching our actions. Preparation is everything for preparation for a victory. So when we're preparing, when I'm preparing, I'm praising God, seeking Him, believing Him, praising Him, acknowledge Him. So let us do that with the Our Father again. Let us acknowledge the Lord God in the heavens and then we'll see if we can read some more scripture, of vict- victorious scripture. Here we go. Our Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us for our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Victory. Victory is ours in Jesus' name. We declare victory is ours. Amen. Jesus is our everything. Philippians 4.19 But my God shall supply all my need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. Again, let's do that again. And uh, say it with me. Say, My God shall supply all my need according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. Therefore let no man glory in man, for all things are yours. And you are Christ, and Christ is God's. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Very verily I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give to you. Here too have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, when you believe, when you imagine that you receive them, you shall have them. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And whatsoever we ask we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. For he has made him to be sin for us who knew you know sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Blessed are thou, blessed are you, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven, Matthew 16, 17. Welcome to today's podcast from Faith to Faith. We will be reading a few of these uh, Kenny Copeland uh, Bible studies that we have, actually it's a University in Bible College. We're going to call it the uh, the Spiritual Revival Bible College, where we concentrate on this one verse and these teachings. Think about it all day long, and put it in our journal the night before. Try to and memorize Matthew sixteen seventeen as our task for the day. Blessed are thou, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Which means we have been chosen, guys. We have been chosen for eternity. We have been chosen for salvation. We qualify, guys. You know, we're in it in Christ Jesus. We're in love. We got the love of Christ in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So blessed are our odds. We have to receive it. Don't feel bad about others, then don't receive it yet. They may not receive it. And we're black and blue trying to convince them. We have been elected, selected. I had to receive it. I had to stop moaning and groaning for others and get on with my own life and get on with God's gift of salvation to further develop me. Okay? I'm not going to be able to help others if I don't receive the blessing and stop moaning and crying that others don't get it. I'm not the savior. You're not the savior. We are the light. All we do is light up what the Savior has done. I need to stop being the Savior. Overly righteous. Overly, everything was praise the Lord. Watch out. Great at me, you know. It's the Lord's will. Just bombard others with, and then I fall on my face. Some situation happens. Right? Like we're the abominable snowman. We can do all, you know, We can do what God uh, allows us to do with its written word of God. And how, how are we doing in rejoicing for our tribulations, trials, and persecutions? Psalm 37. How are we doing on Matthew 5 with the Beatitudes? Rejoice when they talk bad about us. Be exceedingly glad and jump up for joy when they throw our name down on the ground. For this they did to the prophets. Great is our reward in heaven. Whatever is in heaven is done on earth. So, I mean, God has given us an equivalent of putting money in the bank when people come against us. By rejoicing and giving thanks, we, we are counted righteousness. It's good as gold in heaven. Okay, Matthew sixteen seventeen. Blessed are thou for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. Kenneth Copeland goes on to say, These are the hidden, hidden things of God. He says, Remember when you went to school and learned your ABCs? You learned them by using your five senses and your logical abilities to gather information and sort it out. That kind of knowledge is called natural knowledge. It is the only kind most people know anything about. But in the kingdom of God, there's another kind of knowing, one that works its way from the inside out instead of from the outside in. It's called revelation knowledge. Jesus spoke about this kind of knowledge in Matthew 16. He just asked the disciples, who do you say I am? And Peter jumped up and said, by declaring, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus responded, Blessed are you, Simon, because flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. In other words, Jesus was saying, Peter, you don't learn this information through your physical senses. It didn't come to you. You received it another way. You have received it directly from God. If you have ever had a revelation like that, Kenny Copeland goes on, you know that when it comes, it changes things. It makes you see old things in an entirely new light. It gives you such unshakable confidence that, as Jesus said to Peter, the gates of hell can not prevail against you. But revelation like that doesn't come easily. You have to meditate the word and search the spirit of God for them because they are hidden in him. Again, these kind of revelations don't come easily, folks. We have to meditate on the Word and search and ask the Holy Spirit for the words to come forth because they are hidden in, in Christ. The Bible says God has hidden His wisdom for the saints. Believe that. For God has hidden His wisdom for us, the saints. 1 Corinthians 2, 7 and 9. Notice, He's hitting it for you, not from you, for you. He wants you to have it. Don't think, however, that God is just going to drop great revelations into your lap while you're watching television. You have to turn it off and go and put your hour in. You have to seek Him. If you're hungry for revelation knowledge, get yourself in a position to receive it by meditating the Word, praying and fellowshipping with the Lord. Begin to receive these revelations from Him. It's the most exciting kind of learning there is. If you're hungry for revelation knowledge, get yourself in a position to receive it by meditating the Word and having pen and paper ready, praying and fellowship with the Lord. In addition to the hour, we should be listening to uh, worship songs and praising Him and singing in our hearts and making melodies. You know, through, a, through a headphones, through a podcast. Let's say, for instance, we have we can't break away from uh, watching football, like yours truly. Or I say can't, but are, are spending too much time. So I'll put the heads on and I'll put worship music in there, and I'd be surprised how my soul likes to do that. I lower the the, or I can't even hear the TV or the announcer of the game. But I can see it, and I'm just spending time worshiping. That is uh, meditating on the Word, uh, praying it, not disconnecting, filling my hopper with joy and laughter, and here I am. You can't shut me up today. (laughs) All right, moving right along, we have some um, limitless love coming up here. Let me go ahead and put it on the next podcast. I'll put them all together and put them individually. Give them heaven, family. Let's go ahead and pray. The Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working. Thank you for coming and to listening today. Limitless Love by Gloria Copeland, November the 7th. Our continuing college collective elective that we have chosen to do is to understand and to move forward with these words and these teachings we are not lazy we are calling those things that are not our soul we're saying i am a good student i am understanding and implementing the word of god i am having fun with the word of god i am receiving strength supply and God's glory through his word in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, limitless love, resist, endure, and triumph. Resist, endure, and triumph by Gloria Copeland. Scripture for today is James, verse 1, chapter 1, verses 12 13. Excuse me. Blessed is the man or woman that endures temptation, for when they are tried, they shall receive a, the crown of life which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he any man. Amen. Uh, One of the things you want to look at this is that uh, when we are put crowns of life, when we pass the test, Uh, remember laughter can break up the tension of the enemy coming against us because uh, temptation cannot tempt laughter. Okay temptation cannot tempt faith, love, joy, believing, uh praising or worshiping God. It has no effect on those, so that's where we go. clap our hands and uh do something out of the ordinary humorous to break up the the, the what the enemy is trying to do to us to put us in the corner and make us uh, try to put. Uh, our own efforts, try to fight out with our own punches when the victory is already done in Christ Jesus. Amen. That was my little take on that sh- verse, what I believe the Holy Spirit has given me uh, for the teachings we have received throughout this week, really. Okay, let's move on to hear what Gloria has to say. Let's bring in into a more experienced people that have a lot of fruit on the tree. It says, you must must watch carefully over your thinking when you face times of temptation and pressure. The devil will try to take advantage of your situation and rob you of your confidence in God's faithfulness and love. Of course, he's too smart to come. He's too smart to come right out and tell you God doesn't care about you. If you know the word of God very well at all, the devil knows you won't fall for a blunt lie like that. So he disguises himself as an angel of light, Second Corinthians eleven fourteen. He comes up with seemingly pious explanation for the pressure and pain you are experiencing. Don't resist these things, he'll say. Just submit to them. They're God's ways of teaching you a lesson. He's the one who sent them to you. Those are lies, blunt lies. The Bible says clearly that God doesn't send evil. He doesn't anyone, he is the giver of every good and perfect gift. He's not the giver of things that are bad and destructive. If you let the devil deceive you into believing God is the one harming you, even if it's for your own good, you may initially feel more spiritually enlightened about the situation. But ultimately, that kind of thinking will undermine your confidence in God's love. You'll end up confused about what love truly is. You may even conclude that if God in love inflicts evil on you, you can do the same on others. As the old saying goes, with friends like that, who needs enemies? The devil knows that's where his lives will lead. The devil knows where he is leading you to. That's why he tells them to you. He refused to receive them. When you find yourself in the test or trial, don't ever say that God has brought it on you. He is not the one who put you on that place. You either got yourself in that situation or you're under a direct attack of the devil. Either way, the last thing you should do is blame it on God and submit to it. If the trouble is of your own making, do what James 1, 5 says and ask God to give you wisdom. You need to triumph over it. If it's an attack of the devil, resist him with the word of God. There you go. Refuse to give in to the discouragement and defeat. Endure it in faith and power, remaining firm in your assurance of God's love. In the end, you'll defeat that temptation and the devil will flee from you. Amen. Folks, let's put on our crown of righteousness, victory over all trials and temptations and, and things that come towards us, we are victorious in Christ Jesus. Amen. Okay, our next reading for right now is, that was uh, November the 7th that I just read to you. Now, November the 8th, and it's by Gloria again. It says, uh, buy up every opportunity. And her scripture for this one is Ephesians Chapter 5, verses 15 and 16 from the Amplified Bible. It says, Look carefully, then, how you walk. It says, Live purposely and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people, making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity, because the days are evil. In other words, the days around us are negative. So we, we ground that negativity by praise and worship and thanksgiving. We look carefully how we're walking. We live purposely and worthily and accurately. Not unwise and dumb, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people, making the very most of the time. Buying up each opportunity, okay? Cashing in each thing that the devil sent our ways, you know, because we can stand on them and all things work together for good to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. We thank God and we arrest that situation with thanksgiving. Isn't that amazing? We arrest it. You have your own way of arresting problems coming your way. I have my way by... I thank you and I praise you, Lord. I accept this problem. It's in my court. Now, what am I going to do about it? I'm going to praise you and thank you and wait for the answer, wait for the strength, wait wait, and praise God that I have him and I have the the situation cornered. Amen. That's my take on it. Let's go ahead and hear what Gloria has to say about this scripture. When we find When you find yourself surrendering to the pressures around you and stepping out of love, getting out of love, don't give up and get discouraged. Don't condemn yourself for your failures. Build yourself up. Increase your spiritual strength by improving your spiritual diet. In other words, spend more time with God in prayer and in His Word. If you think you don't have time, think again. I can almost guarantee that you'll do if you'll make the most of your time. Buying up every opportunity to edify yourself in the Lord. You'll be amazed at the difference it will make. When you're getting ready for work in the morning, for example, don't waste those minutes, 15 or so. If you're a man, probably much more. If you're a woman, letting your mind wander aimlessly. Write out some scripture and tape them on your mirror. Meditate on them and confess them. Put melody to them and make a song. Talk and sing to myself, you ask? Absolutely. The Bible tells us to. Ephesians 5.19 Instructs us to sing to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in our hearts to the Lord. You may feel silly at first, but get over it. There's nothing silly about acting on the Word and building yourself up the way He tells you to do. When you're driving to work, to the store, or whatever else you have to do, go that way. Use your your players, your apparatuses, to listen to some good anointing preaching of the Word of God. If you don't have that opportunity, get some. If that's not an option, spend those minutes praying in other tongues, building yourself up for the most holy faith, Jude 20. If you, I warn you, I warn you, says Gloria, as simple as those things are, your flesh may rebel against you them at first. It would rather be lazy and do nothing during those times. That's just the way flesh is, but don't let it push you around. Don't let a little fleshly laziness rob you of the spiritual strength and power that's available to you. Get yourself in motion, live with purpose, be wise, and make every moment count keep your spirit strong and your heart in top condition so you don't overcome so you can overcome every obstacle sorry and live the life of love in the name of Jesus Christ we declare that we are living the life of love cuz we are here and we are enduring to the end my voice my annoyance as my sister used to say and joking around your voice is annoying fernando she would say Oh, I opened up a can of worms. All right, let's get out of here. Let's go ahead and say the Our Father, and we are good to go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us who for our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. truth of the matter is that God's Word changes things. It keeps us above board. It keeps us full of faith and hope and stability, only to believe, only to assimilate, ponder, and believe. Here is my friend Mel Bon coming to you from YouTube and his sermon. It's about 25 minutes. Please listen up. God bless you. Let us all learn and develop in Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Welcome to Last Day's Signs and Wonders. Welcome to Last Day's Signs and Wonders with Mel Bond mentioned. It's real easy to receive healing. In fact, everybody tonight, there is no reason why. You can't, I mean there may be some reasons, but you can get rid of those reasons Everybody can be healed tonight. Everybody can receive a miracle and uh, But here's here's one of the there's some things here that a lot of people don't realize and number one I've got a book and it's titled mystery of the ages in that book I give over 700 verses that clearly teaches you just in the New Testament it clearly teaches us that God has already given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, and that is in Second Peter chapter one, verse three and four. That's exactly the See, you can't kill God, you couldn't kill Jesus. Jesus was hundred percent God. And, and, and it's, the Bible says, in the beginning was the word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus was made... He was God in the flesh. And so you can't kill God, but when he was on the cross, that he paid the price so that everything that pertains to life and godliness would be given to us. He paid that price. He couldn't die until it was totally paid. He stayed there and suffered, and when he said, it's finished, it's finished, That means, as you study the Bible, everything that you could possibly need or desire, Jesus paid the price, and he said it's finished. So, there's over 700 verses. The biggest problem is people don't know that. And then, once you discover that, and then I'm going to teach you how to receive it tonight, and then once you receive it, then you've got to understand a very, very important doctrine that Jesus talked about in Mark in chapter 4. He said, when the word has been sown, Satan comes immediately to steal the word. I've seen people with my own eyes, I could talk about this for hours and hours and hours, of people that I've seen receive miracles, and lose their miracle within an hour. One particular lady in another country. That she was in a automobile accident. And the femur bone was broke in half. And was broke so badly. They had to put the bone. Cut part of it out. And put it back. And so she, she had a leg about two to three inches shorter. Because of the bone cut out. I don't play games you know in essence i don't want to be a part of anything that's foolish or that it's not valid we don't have to play games when we've got an almighty god so i you know i don't i don't that's the reason why a lot of times most of the time i don't touch people it is scriptural there's seven basic ways to pray for people the highest order of praying for people is send god to them And God is the word. And see, God never got off his throne. And he just spoke the worlds into existence. Now he's given us that same power. And so most of the time when I pray for people, that I don't touch them. Because I don't want anybody saying, you know, that he manipulated their body. Anything of that nature. And so I put this lady out in front. Put her on chairs. And that leg grew out. And she walked perfectly when she walked in she's walking of course like this, you know She's got one leg two or three inches shorter. So she's walking like this. She walked perfectly. She was straight By the next day she was already back She lost it. We have to understand that God is a spirit and we if we want to receive healing it has to be a reality first in the spirit world everything that exists in this natural world it exists first in the realm of the spirit and so it becomes healing is a is spiritual just like I see this young lady I don't know what the situation is but I see her up walking around walking perfect I see that I see that we have to we have to get that in the spirit world it has to be a reality first spiritually before it can be manifested physically and so um, Satan comes to steal it and he'll give thoughts or impressions. And what we've got to do is use the same principles that we got healed, oh. use those same principles to keep to it. You. you know that in essence, if there's physical thoughts or impressions that come back, it starts coming to you and say, oh, do you feel that? You feel that? And if you focus on that, and see, Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7, he said, seek and you'll find. And so he was was giving us some teaching. He was warning us, don't focus on what the devil's doing because when you do, then that gives the devil and demons permission to bring into your life what they represent. See, demons... What their spirits and they desire to express themselves in this natural world That's exactly the reason why a Demon of homosexuality will make a person a homosexual They want to express themselves a person that is addicted to uh, alcoholic beverage That it's because there is a spirit of alcoholism that wants to express themselves in this natural world. A person that is a hateful person is because there's a demon of hatefulness and he wants to express himself in this natural world. And their greatest desire is a human being. If they can't find a human, they'll use an animal. And we see that in the Bible. And so I can remember one particular time, my wife and I, that uh, there was a, we bought this parakeet. And this parakeet was just a, a mean parakeet that if you'd put your hand in the cage, he would claw it, pack it, and attack your hand. It was just a demon in him. And so it took us, you know, it took us a few days. We just kept casting that demon out, and that parakeet became so gentle that I could open the, the, the door and fly around, and he'd come back to my hand and go right into the cage. And so... People that don't understand, or don't, and especially where we have the most problems is with intellectual people that have trained their brain at the expense of their spirit, like the people in the United States. We're too intelligent to believe that there's demons. That's for the people that are uneducated in third world countries. And that's exactly the reason why Satan has been on the rampage in the last 50 years of the United States. And so we need to understand that there are demonic forces in this world, and so they're here. And if you get a hold of my book, Understanding Your Worst Enemy, that uh, uh, from a scriptural standpoint, there's over 7,000 demons assigned to each human being. Satan has assigned that's exactly the reason why that jesus said in mark chapter 16 the very first sign that he said would follow a believer is they'll cast out devils and so as soon as jesus is your lord you can cast out devils and i i, I taught my daughters when they were just three years of age and a demon spirit would come on them of sickness or disease or a cold or something, and they'd walk walking down the hallway and saying, "Jesus name, you get out of my body!" And uh, because, see, we're that's the reason the Bible says we're at war with the devil. Now, as I study the scriptures, I find that every Christian has a minimum of twenty thousand angels. That are assigned to us from God. And angels excel in power. However. Most Christians. Their angels are bored stiff. Because the angels. They work. When we speak the word of God. Amen. They, they, they work. When we speak the word of God. So anyway. The way that you keep your healing. Is. Focus. Focus. You know, if symptoms come, thoughts come, realize that's a spirit, a demon spirit. And command it to leave in Jesus' name and focus on how much better you are, Matthew 7, 7. Jesus said, seek and you'll find. And so if a demon sees that you're entertaining him, he'll he'll tell you, he'll say, why don't you just check and see how much pain you have left? No, no, no. Why don't you seek and see how much Comfort you've got how much relief you've got and i uh, the worst case. I've seen the guy was about 40 45 years Every day in pain all through his body from an automobile accident And we prayed for him and he got a hundred percent relief Didn't get it all at once at first. It was probably maybe about 40% and I said no 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 keep focusing on the better and he did and within just a minute or two he had 100%. And so, I didn't write the book. I just believe it. And Jesus said, seek and you'll find. I'd rather seek goodness than badness, wouldn't you? But the demons will try. They're like high-pressured salesmen. They'll say, why don't you just check and see if you're healed? And don't do that. If you want to check, here's how you can check. By the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. 1 Peter 2, 24. And so... It's a matter of believing God more than you believe your intellect, more than you believe your body, more than you believe the doctors. Thank God for doctors. If you need a doctor, go. But get to the place where that, I mean, you can get to the place where that there's divine help. And if you walk in divine help, you don't need a doctor. You know, I don't need a doctor. You know, I don't take, I haven't taken any medication uh, I, I I think I was 27 years old the last time I took an aspirin. And have I had uh, temptations to have a headache? Yes. But I just rebuke them in Jesus' name, and they leave. We have authority in Jesus' name. Do I have battles? Absolutely. And and so, but rebuke those if, if it comes. Re, command it to leave in Jesus' name. And then focus on how much better you are. It's real simple. You get it's just like one, two, three, one, two, three. You know that uh, first thing you command to believe in Jesus' name. We have a name that's above every name, Philippians two, uh, verse nine. Secondly, you focus on how much better you are. And then James two twenty, the Bible says, faith without works is dead. And so, you need to the best of your ability. Do what you could not do before to the best of your ability. Do those three things, and you'll keep your healing. You'll keep it. And you may have to fight for a while, but you'll get it. Amen. That's the reason the Bible says fight the good fight of faith, that there's only one fight that's a good fight. That's a fight that you win. Fight that you lose, that's a bad fight. But God says fight the good fight of faith. And the reason it's a good fight is because we win in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to turn your Bibles to the book of um, 2 Kings, and I believe it's chapter 5. Yep, chapter 5. Now, if you'll notice, 2 Kings is in the Old Testament. And the Bible teaches us today that we have a new covenant established upon better promises. You know, when I read the Old Testament, I like to look for what God did for people in the Old Testament, and then I say, well, then God will do that for me and for people today because we have a new covenant established upon better promises. Whatever God did for these people, he'll do for you and more. If he doesn't do more, then we don't have a better covenant. You know, if you have a dollar and I have 90 cents, I don't have something better than you. I have to have at least a dollar and a penny, right? And so whatever God did for these people, he'll do for us and more. But we've got to do this. We've got to do it God's way. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8, the Bible says, God's ways are far above our ways as far as the heavens are from the earth. And so, so many times, people has a tendency to think they're more intelligent than God. And here's when God tells you something and you say, no, I don't, then we're disagreeing with God. So we're saying I'm smarter than God. And so really, here, here, here's, a, here's a good secret right now that will really help you. And all the things of God is simple, and that's it. Understand, it's got to be so simple that a little child can do it. If a little child can't understand it or receive it, then it's not of God. It has to be that simple because Jesus loves the little children. Amen. A little child that can't read or write, they deserve to be healed, don't they? And so they've never done, I mean, haven't had time to sin. You know, they don't even know what sin is. Two years of age. Well, they deserve, it needs to be so simple a little child, Matthew chapter 18, verse 3, Jesus said, Unless you become as a little child, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. If you need a miracle, join us August the 5th at the Curtis Caldwell Center just outside of Dallas. Jesus appeared to me. He explained to me how to release his miracle working power. I've trained a little over 200 people specifically just for this meeting to join me in praying for you individually. Miracles will take place. If you need more information, go to melbourne.tv or call us at 636-327-5632.